So what are your thoughts uh, when you first jump out of the plane? The very first time? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the absolute very first time, like I said, I was strapped to an instructor and I took one look outside the plane. I looked down and then I immediately grabbed the pilot seat and I was like, I can't do this. The instructor was really, really nice and he slowly was reaching over to where my hand was and he grabbed it. He's like, it's fine. We don't have to do this. It's okay. I was like, really? And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. He grabbed my hand, pried it off the pilot seat and tossed us oh out. Oh my God. Seriously. Yeah. I would not be okay with that. So my very first thought of going out of that plane was, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> I hate him. Good morning, and welcome to GI and a Cup of Joe. I'm your co-host, Annie T. And I am Justin C. In this podcast, we'd like to take off the rank and get right down to just being a regular person who made a random decision to wear a uniform in the Idaho Army National Guard. All of us come from very different backgrounds, but we do have one common goal, to better our future. Not just to better our future for ourselves, but for our families and the ones we love. Officially, we are Command Sergeant Major Justin Cole and Sergeant First Class Annie Torres, but honestly, I'm just a regular girl. And I'm just a regular dude. Did you Uh, feel that way all the way down? No, no. So after we got through the free fall and we're under canopy, I was a lot more calmer because it's so pretty and it's calm under canopy. But that free fall, terrifying. You're going like 120 miles per hour and just staring at the ground. It's a horrible experience. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it would be. (laughs) Have you been skydiving, Justin? I'll jump out of good air. No, (laughs) not happening. No, I can't blame you. (laughs) So how many times have you jumped? So far, um, six times. Okay, and you can jump on your own now? No. So that was another thing because it does get really expensive Mm -hmm. uh, to get certified to solo jump. You have to do 25 solo jumps in a season. And What's the season like? Um, the season in Idaho, it's usually like springtime through sometimes early midfall. Okay. Because the weather, and then it's also contingent on weather. Sure. You know, whether it's stormy out or winds are too high, things like that, yeah. whether you can go and jump. So. What does it cost to jump out of an airplane? Um, my first one, the tandem one, that one counted, but that was about two thirty, two fifty, something like that. And then all my other ones, because I wasn't certified, so I still had to take the classes. I had to pay for the classes for it. There's like two or three classes, and I got the first two classes done. And um, each jump was about 160. So you're looking at five grand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Roughly to do this on your own. Yes. Yeah, you got to pay to jump out of an airplane. That's mm-hmm. okay. And you got to do it in just like <laughs> half a year, basically. Uh-huh. I don't think you're convinced, Justin. No. <laughs> No, not, I mean, not to mention my wife would be like, no, you're not, like, uh, not happening. You're not jumping out of an airplane, but personally not jumping out of an airplane. I'll make that decision myself. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so, well, desire to jump out of an airplane. Is it something that you started in, in high school? Kind of. Um, so my dad used to do a lot of skydiving when he was younger and he loved it and he had all these fun pictures from it. And so, like, I grew up seeing the pictures and hearing the stories, and he made it sound so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then finally, my 24th birthday came around, and I told him, I was like, I really want to try skydiving. I feel like that would be a good experience. And he was just like, oh, I'll take you. Yeah, let's go do it. And I was like, okay, you're 50. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. He still jumps? Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore? Nope, his knees are a little damaged. <laughs> yeah. How many jumps do you think your dad has? Um... I know he did at least eight, 
previously, and then he did three jumps with me. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he went and did the solo course with me, so that way he could jump solo and everything. And he did a few of those, but you know, schedules always going out of town. Oh yeah, I imagine. never lined up that right. season. So this desire started in high school. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, what kind of person were you in high school? Oh, oh, uh, completely different than how I am now. Facial piercings, black hair. Wow. Very what? much, yeah, yeah. Uh, very much the scene, uh, emo, gothic looking kid running really? around. Really? Wow. Yes, but I had a 4.0 GPA, so I was smart at least. I just, okay. I looked like a punk. Wow. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Never would have guessed it either. <laughs> never. <laughs> what was your favorite subject in school? Um, I really loved math, math and science. Okay. Although calculus, I could always do without. I was not a fan of calculus. That one was, uh, that one was interesting. It was rough. Well, 4.0. Like, how rough was it really? <laughs> I mean, I actually had to study for the test, rough. <laughs> oh, I actually had to study. She yeah. attended her classes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had to pay attention in class the whole time and everything. So, you know, rough for a high schooler. <laughs> So, how old are you right now? I'm 30. You're 30 years old. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in the military? Three years. Three years. So, (laughs) what happened at 27 that made you say, "Mm, I'm going to go do the Idaho Army National Guard? Well, actually, I wanted to join when I was 18, um, but I was uh, kind of the younger side. I got married super young, and, you know, I was more focused on family life and everything like that at that age which is crazy to me because I was so young. And it's <laughs> right. weird to think about now. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, life happened. I got divorced and I finished out my degree, started doing a job that was fun in its own way, but it wasn't for me. And I met a few different friends just about my mid-20s that were all in the guard. And they were telling all these stories and all this fun stuff. And all of us had the same hobbies, like hiking, camping, running around and just, you know, doing fun stuff and always winding either they were always going away for trainings that they signed up for. And then I was always going back to school because I, you know, I like school. Right. Um, and I just, I kind of got it in my head. I was like, yeah, maybe I should, I, I want to do this when I was younger. I can do it now, technically. Like, I'm in good shape. I should be able to do this. And right. so I enlisted. <laughs> It was literally, I talked to a recruiter, and about two and a half weeks later, I was sworn in. Fast track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like There's me. a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked in, and I uh, had already looked over MOS, or jobs, military jobs and everything, and I was just, you know, these are my three choices right here, and this is what I want to do. What can you do for me? And he was just like, oh, this is easy. Okay. <laughs> Who's your recruiter? Burkett. Burkett. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. So... Yeah, and then I was enlisted. And that started that adventure of my life now. So that wasn't a plan of yours back in high school? It was. I thought about it. I want to do it. But then, you know, kind of young and dumb, fell in love type sure. deal. And got sidetracked. <laughs> right. That happened. <laughs> nah. Yeah. And then uh, early 20s, even after my divorce, it was uh, kind of like I felt like I would be the old person enlisting. And I didn't know people enlisted really later than high school. Like, yeah. I just, I had no clue. And so I was like, eh, I, I guess I missed my chance. And then I found out from a ton of different people that, no, we enlist up to what, 35? 
40 now. 40 now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was 42 when I started yeah. as a recruiter on the street. So yeah, it was 17 to 42. Yeah. But it did go down 35. So what do you think the average enlistment age coming into the Army Guard nationwide is? Um, I'll know about nationwide. I know from what I see with um, RSP here, I see on average, I would say early to mid-20s, we do get a ton of people also that are a little bit older. Like I've seen 32-year-olds, 27, you know, 28, 29. And at basic, I had a guy that was 36 then listed. Yeah, I had an yeah. older guy like that too. Yeah, and then I was really surprised because I also had about three or four different people around my age range mm-hmm. when I went through basic training. I was like, I'm not alone. I'm not the only adult. <laughs> this is great. Were they all in the guard? Um, some of them were, and some of them were active. Wow. Yeah, so the, the national numbers right now, it's 25 for the guard, okay. and it's uh, 18 for active duty army. So you weren't that far off. Perfect. Right? <laughs> So what were you hoping to get out of the um, Idaho Guard experience when you did decide to join? I just wanted the full experience because okay. I felt like I missed out on it because I didn't go active duty when I was younger and I wanted to see the full experience. Although I didn't realize it was going to end up being full time for me, uh, you know, in the end. But yeah, I just wanted to see basically the experience was like I wanted to go through the tough times and the fun times and um you wanted to be a part of the stories that you were hearing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What yeah. military job did you choose? I originally chose a um, military intelligence analyst. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I went through AIT for that. And I was with that unit for a little bit. And then I had a reclass due to um, some slots getting cut that year for our platoon. Like our platoon got cut in half for another MOS. So I had my opportunity to go to a different one which was fine because military intelligence analyst turned out a little bit more boring than i thought it was going to be um sure sounds good though right on paper oh yeah absolutely and i have an associate's degree in it too so that looks real pretty on my wall just associates in military intelligence and you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what is the what was the the other mos that you went um, I went for the shadow repair, so unmanned aerial system. Oh, yeah. Our surveillance um, UAS. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Like, like a, a beast resume already. So two MOSs, how many years of service? Three? Three. Yeah. It'll be three in December. Yeah. And so, you have a couple degrees under you too, right? I got two from the military, one before the military, and then when I'm actually in town long enough, I hope to finish out my bachelor's degree. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's that going to be in? Psychology. Ah, very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand all your peers in the military. <laughs> yeah, I have about a semester full-time or two part-time semesters to finish out my bachelor's. It's just... Good for you. I go out of town a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, since enlisting, I've been going to trainings, and then if somebody offers me a training, I'm not going to turn it down. Right. Like, that's a great experience. It is. Might as well do it. So, to date, what has been your biggest accomplishment? Oh, easy. I mean, it's not necessarily military-related, although, like, working here has definitely helped out with that, but just being a... It's going to sound funny. Just being a female and being able to stand on my own, pay my own bills, buy my own house, things like that. Like I'm closing on my first house that I'm buying by myself first week of November. And so like that, that's a huge accomplishment awesome. for me. I'm really ecstatic, ecstatic about that. And 
it's something I've seen from a lot of my friends that they don't quite get to that point. Yeah. So to me, it's a huge deal. Oh, it is. It's. I think it's great. Yes. I think it's great. <laughs> I look at the housing market too, and that's like, there's got to be another word than just great. That's like, <laughs> that's substantial. So you, you had an opportunity to be at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to look back, if you could turn around and look at high school students in similar in similar situations, life situations as yourself, what advice would you give a high school student that was maybe they were unsure about their future? I mean, my advice would be just go for it. I mean, in reality, just don't think about it. Just do it because you, even if you decide you don't like it, you know, you go guard, active duty, anything like that, and you decide you don't like it, it's only a few years. You know, you don't right. have to re-enlist. You can go in college afterwards, look at things, but it's going to give you an idea of what you want out of life. Like you're going to experience so many different things. You're going to know what you don't like, what you do like, what actually catches your interest and you maybe want to pursue long-term. All of that you can learn in the guard and also in active duty. Besides your like super unique uh, story about being in the Idaho Army National Guard, uh, you recently returned from basic training. So talk to us about some of your stories from basic training. Oh, I got a few. I got a few. Um, it was about my first week in basic training when I met a drill sergeant, drill sergeant Macias, and she is short. She came up. Like how short about, is short? About to my chest. Oh, wow. Yeah. She so was short, short. 4'11". <laughs> okay. And, um, it was really funny because we're all in formation and I don't remember exactly what was messed up. I think it was my uniform that was slightly messed up. I think I had strings coming off my uniform that I didn't, you know, trim away or anything like that. And she came up to me and she was looking me over and she started talking for a second. And then she's like, hold up, you're too tall. And I, she cussed, but you know, podcast. Um, and I kind of. I didn't want to look down because I'm standing at attention, right? And I can't do that. So right. I was just like, uh, I don't know what to do here. And she's like, you need to drop to your knees right now. I'm going to talk to you at eye level. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> and just for reference, how tall are you? 5'7". Oh, okay. Pretty average. Yeah. <laughs> so I, of course, ended up dropping to my knees so she can yell at me, you know, face to face there a little bit. It was interesting. She did it to everybody. What was really funny is we had a really tall guy in our platoon, and every time she yelled at him, he dropped to his knees, and he was still taller than her. <laughs> oh, um, man. <laughs> that that one made her mad. She yeah. made him crouch down at his knees, too, so he was more at her level. It was really funny watching her go around and scream at people because she would just sit there, and she'd come up to us. at About mid-cycle, it got to the point she would just walk up to us, and all of us would just drop. If she stopped in front of us, we knew we were getting yelled at, <laughs> so we just got dropped down. That is so funny. <sighs> she She was a funny one. She was she uh, was she like a, a physical phenomenon too? Like every drill sergeant that I've been in contact with that was short was just like a beast when it came to physical fitness. Oh, she was. She was. When she was, um, because every time we were doing the ACFT, and we did about three times at basic training, um, she would go through to do, be one of the demonstrators. And she just, she was a beast at that sprint drug carry. She knocked that out no problem. And I was like... I think that weighs more than you. Yeah. Like, okay. Dang. But she was she was a fun one. So where'd you go to basic? Fort Leonard Wood. Fort oh. Leonard Wood. Yeah, lost in the woods. Okay, summertime? 
No, winter. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I went to Fort Jackson in February, and it was the wet season. So my basic training was in the rain almost all of the time. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I also went to Fort Jackson, but I went in the summertime. You went to Jackson? I did. I did. Relax in Jackson. <laughs> yeah, relax in Jackson. I did. But you also went to the Navy boot camp, right? Or swim camp or what no, is it? No, okay. I, I didn't have to. I went to, uh, went to Fort Jackson first uh, in 1993. Oh. And uh, that's back when they had the, the Drill Sergeant Academy actually on. Don't they still have it there? Uh, I, I think they, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, still to this day, 30 years later, I avoid drill sergeants. <laughs> right. So it's the hat. It's just ingrained in me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it was just crawling with drill sergeants everywhere you went. And then when you like, when you got a pass to go to the PX, right? Yeah. You go to the PX and everybody in plain clothes was a drill sergeant. And <laughs> everybody driving on the road was a drill sergeant, right? And everybody's correcting everybody, right? They had a quota. It was just horrible. Oh, you man. Couldn't go anywhere. So, one of the best uh, basic training stories I had is is rolling sleeping bags because my sleeping bag was rolled so tight that I clearly knew what I was doing. So I got to roll about 50 other sleeping bags and explain to everybody how to roll their sleeping bag. Oh. Yeah, it was great. We had a drill sergeant that wanted us to save space uh, when we we're going out to field training and everything. So he told each one of us we had to pack all of our gear, two people's gear, in one duffel. Oh, man. Um, and I was the first person in our platoon. Me and my partner were the first people in the platoon to be able to pack all of our gear and get the duffel to close. Oh, jeez. Like sleep systems, tents, everything. And so when he realized that we were the first ones done, we had to go around and repack everybody's bags and help yep. them repack. It got pretty interesting. At one point, we had one bag. I don't know why we couldn't get the gear to fit in this one bag, but we had four people, literally bags rolled on side, four people sitting on the bag and laying on the bag <sighs> trying to flatten it down so we can try and pull the zippers closed and everything. It took about two hours overall to get everybody's gear packed up for this field training. Uh, how long was this? Three days? Yep, just three days. Just three days. All right. I think there's something cool, though. What is the maximum capacity of a Army green duffel bag? Do you know? No, no. I would I would assume that's like a secret answer. It's, it's one more item. One more. <laughs> you can always <laughs> shove in one more item. Oh. <laughs> you can. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> so what did you, what fears did you have before you left for basic training? Honestly, I wasn't really scared before you know, for going to basic training until the night before it was like midnight and I left at, I had to be at the airport at five in the morning and I was kind of sitting there and I was just like rethinking life choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're sitting there and I was playing on TikTok and this one TikTok came up and it was, um, it was going, it was a TikTok about the existential dread and, you know, rethinking life choices basically <laughs> and getting ready to go to boot camp. And I was like, Oh, that's spot on. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. I guess I'm doing that. So it was more like nervous of the unknown. Sure. But it didn't hit me till the night before. So right. it didn't ruin my mindset about it. <laughs> <laughs> and how was your mindset after you finished it? Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> like during it, my mindset was just like, this kind of sucks. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Be, my biggest thing is being, you know, older than everybody. I experienced adult life and living sure. on my own and my own independence and everything. So when I went to boot camp and they took all that away and it was all just like every moment of your day was in a very controlled environment and you weren't in control of it. And everybody was in your business. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was in your business. There's no privacy. There's no downtime. It was just like, 
oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> but after you made it through it, you felt sense of pride, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was uh, it was pretty funny, though. Like, after you make it through it and you go on to the next base, like AIT or, you know, people going home, um, just kind of thinking back on it, like, that really sucked, but that's really funny now. Like, you just come away with so many different stories. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still talk to some of the friends you had there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still talk to... One of the girls in my platoon, her first name's Brooke, um, we talk about every day on That's Snapchat. Awesome. And then a couple of the other girls in our that were sleeping in our bay, we talk roughly about monthly. Nice. And then I talk to a bunch of people from AIT still. We all catch up and, you know, we have a group chat. So I'm very cool. Makes it easy. Yeah. Very cool. They, uh, at what point, um, either red phase, white phase, blue phase, whenever it happened to you, but at what point did you have this, like, this kind of eye-open experience, you're like, okay, I'm just, I'm gonna make it through this. Probably right after red phase. Well, once we hit white phase, it was just we were sitting there and we we're cleaning weapons. And I was like, you know, this is pretty easy as long as I follow orders and show up, you know, right time, right uniform, all that fun stuff. It's not bad. Yeah, I remember uh, when I showed up, we went, we sat in reception for seven days, oh, wow. and reception mm-hmm. was staffed by all of these drill sergeants who were cycling out. So all of the drill sergeants were very nice, right? <laughs> but they were. And w- they put us in these barracks. And I remember um, we were having to scrape wax off of the floor with <laughs> putty knives. So there was, as people were feeding in, you know, first there's like 15 of us, then there's 30 of us, then there's 40 of us. And that's what we did all day long for eight hours a day with these tiny little putty knives with scrape wax off of the floor to get it down to where oh, there was man. no wax, right? And the drill sergeants were walking around. They're like, hey... Um, super positive, like, oh, this is no big deal. Uh, you know, my name's George, my, you know, just really setting us up for failure. And, um, uh, and after, and I hated, cause it's, it's like, I'm here for a week and none of this counts. Right. Like, it's <laughs> seven days of day zero. And, uh, they put us on a bus and they tell us to put our head down and they drove us around Fort Jackson for like 20 minutes with oh, our man. heads down. Right. And it wasn't until we graduated and left that the reception barracks were just like six minutes down the road. Right. Um, <laughs> you realize that. But everybody keep your heads down and they drive you around. And um, I got selected because my name starts with a C. So I got selected for KP duty right off the beginning. It was alphabetical. Nobody helped me with my foot locker. None of that stuff. So I came back for KP at, at like 10 o'clock at night and my wall locker's destroyed and everybody else is asleep and doing their thing. So I stayed up late to do my wall locker. But it was the the second day of boot camp after that shower. And it was the same kind of the realization that you had, you know, as long as I get up on time and I'm in the right uniform um, and I don't have to be the fastest. I just can't be the slowest. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And once that realization hit it, I was like, okay, this is, I can do this. So it was pretty early on for me, but yeah, that uh, like sit around and waiting to get this thing started. That was terrible. And just real quick too. So everybody understands red phase is your first three, three weeks of boot, uh, boot camp. White yeah, phase. Roughly. Three White weeks. phase is two, the second weeks after that, and then blue phase is the final three weeks, I think it is. Right. Yeah. Three, two, and three. Okay, so probably the most important question. I think so. Okay. Is Sasquatch real? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I feel like Sasquatch is real. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm also... I. I believe in paranormal stuff. I believe in Sasquatch. I also believe the Megalodon is real and still hiding out in the ocean yeah. somewhere you know you tracking all that stuff on like twitter where they're finding this like massive shark that's yeah all over the yeah okay. it's also all over tiktok yeah i see it no TikTok, yeah. <laughs> i was I gonna say videos. that too i've well, seen tiktok yeah <laughs> dated myself with twitter right 
fucked on Twitter. Um, we did step on the Sergeant Major's grass a little bit today. Um, again, Sergeant Major's grass, you just don't step on it. So we're going to go over some acronyms that we said in this podcast and explain them. And there's only two. Um, one of them we cleared up. Um, we said MOS, mm-hmm. and we said that was a military job. And then you referenced UAS. Oh, yes. Unmanned aerial system. Um, basically a drone. A drone. So yeah. you fly drones. Yep. That's awesome. So are you a pilot? Well, not fly drones. Oh. I work on them. Okay. So it's a surveillance drone oh, that the guard cool. has. It's pretty It's pretty nifty. It's very entertaining. <laughs> very cool. There's a lot that goes into it, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm still like three years to like, I not necessarily high profile jobs, but you definitely don't see, you don't see the average recruits coming in and getting these jobs. So that's impressive. I can't stop thinking about she was a goth punk in high school. Yeah. <laughs> don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had, I, I still even have the scar from my lip piercing. I had my eyebrows pierced at one point, my nose piercing, that oh, one. Oh my goodness. It got ripped out at uh, Warp Tour one year. Oh. And um, I put a different nose ring back in and it was copper plated. So I tattooed myself a little bit there on accident, obviously. Did you have to run a waiver when you came in? I didn't actually. They didn't even ask about it. And I was really? like, that's great. Okay. That is? Okay. <laughs> no, did no. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Accidental uh, tattoos are freebies, apparently. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank our guests and our production crew for their time. Join us every Wednesday here on GI and a Cup of Joe. See you next week.